My name is Nine and this story is about my life into another world. It all started when my friends and I all died in an accident. We got run over by a truck while waiting for a bus. After getting hit by a truck, I feel an intense pain in my thighs. I can't also feel my feet while I'm having hard time breathing. I tried to move my head and saw my three other friends, lying on the ground full of blood and lifeless. My body started to feel numb and weak, so I've decided to close my eyes and rest. Day 1. Uck. I groan as I wake up. The gentle light of the afternoon hits my face as I open my eyes. I feel so refreshed. Huh? Wait. Haven't I got hit by a truck? The memories from the previous events all suddenly came back. I started to look around to look for my friends, who are earlier lying lifelessly on the floor, but instead, I found myself inside a huge forest, my friends are nowhere to be found. Things are getting weirder as time goes by. Ace. Aceta. Kale. I shouted the name of my friends but all I heard are the echoing of my voice and the flight of the disturbed birds. Goo. Goo. A voice resounded from afar. The sounds are like a voice of a small kid. A small dying kid looking for a way to live. Goo. Goo. The voice once again sounded, but only this time closer. Looks like I've attracted something. I immediately picked up a dried stick and a stone as a way to defend myself, knowing fully that these are not enough to protect me. I then prepared the stone and faced the direction where the voice is coming from. The bush moved, indicating that there is something that is passing through it. Gua! A kid suddenly jumps out of the bush. It has a height that is about 3 feet. In my surprise, I immediately throw the stone right into the kid's face. The kid fell on the ground and lost its consciousness. Did I kill it? I muttered to myself. Because the kid is laying face first on the ground, I used my stick to turn him over. There I saw an ugly creature. It has a green skin, bald head, pointed ears, sharp fang and a childlike appearance. It's a monster. A monster that existed only on those fantasy books I read as a child. It is a goblin. But there is something strange about this goblin, it is wearing the same school uniform that I got, but the size is too big on it. I immediately checked the ID it's wearing. Ace. I shouted in surprise. The goblin started to regain its consciousness and wake up. Goo. Goo. It shouts while crying after seeing me. Are you really Ace? I said. I don't really know if he understands me but, there is no harm in trying anyways. Goo. The goblin said while nodding. I'm glad you're safe I said happily. But if you're here as well, then the Kale and Aceta might be around. We need to find them. I said while standing up. I wonder what happened to you. I mutter under my breath. Ace looked at his body and was shocked by his appearance. I shake away my fear and confusion from our current situation and started looking for my missing friends. Ace. 9. A familiar voice resounded from afar. That voice. It must be Aceta. Aceta we're here. Follow my voice. Goo goo. Ace shouted. We then heard the footsteps of someone approaching, it must be Aceta. Then, there came a familiar face. Aceta I'm glad you're safe. I said happily. Goo. Goo. Ace added. Yeah, I'm glad that everyone is safe. Wait, what's that? Is that Ace? Aceta said on his loud voice. I was quite surprised that he immediately noticed that this is Ace without a hint of fear from his body. Yeah, it seems that he become a goblin for some unknown reason. I said. So do you know where Kale is? I added. Yes, in fact he's with me. Show yourself Kale. Aceta said while looking at his back. 
Behind the trees came a big black hawk, but as I observe him, it is noticeable that his physique is human-like. A demi-human, beast-skinned or mythical creature, the name varies from what is your source. It also wears the same uniform we have. Kale? I said with a shocked expression. He's so tall, maybe about six feet tall, he has a jet-black feathers, long, sharp beak, claws and talons and a huge angelic dark wings on his back. When I woke up, my appearance is different, I turned into this monster. Kale said with a clear sadness in his eyes. It seems that only nine is the only one that is still human. Aseta said. After Aseta said those words, I noticed that his complexion has become darker than his usual skin tone, while his hair and eyes were slightly shining with a color of silver. I also noticed that he is taller than before, maybe about 5.9 feet tall. His ears are now pointy and his canine tooth is more noticeable, an elf, a dark elf. It seems that we're not in our world anymore. I said in a soft voice. My chest is being flooded with unexplainable sadness. I don't even have anything I value or care on my previous world but, I can still feel a slight sting on my chest every time I remember that this is not the world I used to be. Seconds has passed without anyone talking. It is as if, everyone agrees to give a moment of silence for the previous life we've lost. The fear of facing this new world suddenly hits me, I've looked around and remembered that we are lost in this forest. Gur. Argruar. Ace shouts as if trying to say something. He is the one who broke the silence around us. I think he's trying to say something. Kale said. Since no one understands Ace, we've jokingly decided not to mind what he's trying to say. Even in our old world, we used to treat him like that as a joke. I smiled on the thought of the fun we had before. I think we should find a place to rest since it is already afternoon. Aceta said. Everyone agreed. We are about to move when we heard something. Kya. A loud shriek of a girl sounded. Without wasting time, we hastily run towards the direction of the sound. We saw four adventurers being surrounded by ten goblins and it seems that three of them are wounded badly. The girl that is seems to be a magician, I think, is in great shock. In a blink of an eye the goblins attack the three wounded adventurers, eating their flesh while still being alive. I almost puke at that sight but, all that we can did was watch. After feasting at their body, which I think, only lasted for ten seconds, the goblins captured the female magician who passed out and now is sleeping. The four of us didn't even move. After they left, a strong feeling of disgust towards myself came. I can't believe that I let that happen. Aceta. Kale. Follow those goblins. We need to rescue her. I said with my shaking voice. Ace and I will stay here to give these guys a proper burial. Aceta and Kale both nod and followed the goblins while Ace and I started to dig the ground. After Asada and Kale returned, we placed the remains of the adventurers in the hole we dig. I keep the weapons and items of the adventurers for us to use. All of us are silent for a few moments. We built two tents from the bag of the adventurers since it is already past afternoon. We are also able to build a fire using a stone from the items of the adventurers and a small steel blade that broke after I used it. We all sat down around the fire. So where do those goblins live? I said, breaking the silence. It is just a straight walk towards their direction earlier. There is a cave where they live. Aceta said. It seems that the only target is the girl, since the three of them were killed except for her. They even left their belongings. I said. We don't know their motive but, the life of the girl might be in danger as the time goes by. We need to hurry. Kale added. Could you explain me the surroundings of the cave? I said. Um, the cave is in the side of a rocky mountain. There is also a shallow river by its right side. 
Kale said while illustrating the terrain on the ground. So it means that their only way in and out is the front? I asked. I'm not quite sure about that. Kale said. Let's set aside that for now. First, let's check the things that we have. Aceta said. We open the four bags that the adventurers left. It includes two tents, a week-long supply of dried meat, eight water pouches with water, three pieces of flint, five books, 28 pieces. Of what seems to be kinds of medicine, one pouch of herb, four pouches full of bronze coin, four big bags, two swords, one set of dual blade, two round shield, one staff, three light breastplate, one set of arm guard, one wizard's hat and one iron helmet. I first check the books if there are any useful information. Adventurer's Guide, Bronze, Guild Rules, Magic Basics, Monster Guide and a Map Book. It seems that these books are all useful. Better keep them somewhere safe. So those adventurers are beginners. It must be the reason why they were killed so easily. But why would a group of beginners be somewhere near a place where strong monster reside? The logic doesn't add up. I give a set of the book about magic since elves are good at magic according to those MMORPG games back in our old world. I gave the monster guide to Kale for him to study the weaknesses of those goblins while I checked the map for the best plan of attack I could think of. So if I read the map right, we are at the center of the Velvet Forest, a forest with a beginner class difficulty. Does this mean that beginner class in this world is deadly? I shook my head to remove the doubts that's flooding my mind. After Kale studied the goblins' weaknesses, we found out that the goblins have poor eyesight at night but have a very strong hearing. Also, the thing that's been bugging me since the beginning became true, goblins aren't beginner class monster and they don't even live on this forest. I think that these are strays looking for a new place to live. This is bad. As for Aceta, he learned that he is capable of using fire magic. I am quite jealous so I tried imitating his incantations and to my surprise, I can use it also. It is only that Aceta's fireball is bigger. Well it is maybe because he is a dark elf so his affinity for magic is higher than a regular human. We experimented with the things that we are capable on this world. Kale is capable of flight while Ace is the swiftest among the four of us, especially when he's on his all four. I also checked the things that we carried from our past world. Four set of school uniform, four smartphone, two wrist watch, one digital and one conventional, one ball pen, black, and two handkerchief. After looking at the thing we currently have, a plan was created. I have made a plan. I said. We'll execute it this midnight. To be continue. Monster Guide. Name, Goblin. Famia, Mythical Creature. Rank, E3 to C5. Valuable parts, none. Goblins are can be found everywhere. They usually grow three feet tall. These monsters are capable of using equipment. They usually move in group. They have a bad eyesight at night so they sleep during those times. Beware of their strong hearing, sharp teeth and their surprise attacks. Map Book. Name, Velvet Forest. Rank, Bronze 5. Velvet Forest is huge forest that surrounds the Velvet Mountain. It is named after the first king of Wissa Kingdom, King Velvet Wissa, after he defeated the last nomad tribe that inhabited the Hyvestas Plains during year 1000. The forest is the home of different kind of plants and monsters. The forest is protected by the wood spirits, so the damaged forest can regenerate quickly back to its former beauty even after a forest fire. The monster in this forest is mostly composed of bronze rank monsters so it is a safe place for new adventurers to explore. Day 2. We are currently hiding near the cave of the goblins. We are going to attack them to save the female magician they have taken captive. 
We use the weapons we acquired to invade the cave. I wear one of the breastplates and wizard's hat while equipping myself with a sword, round shield and a staff. A said I have a sword, shield, iron helmet and a breastplate while Ace wears one pair of the arm guard and one pair of the dual blade since he cannot carry them both with his size. And as for Kale, since his claws can crush a tree truck, he said that he won't need any weapon. But just to be sure, we gave him the other half of the arm guard and the other pair of the dual sword. It feels that my appearance is bizarre but according to the guidebook, the staff in the wizard's hat empowers the magical power of its wearer. This way, my fireball and Aceta's fireball may match in power. We'll commence our attack on my signal. I said. My heart won't stop pounding and my hands started to get cold and sweaty. Go. I shout. We played the music on our smartphone as loud as possible to serve as diversion, making the quiet night on this forest burst with noise. I drew out my staff. Aceta and I started to chant, let your heat burn them all, let its light leads and scorn. Fireball. Balls of fire are shot towards the cave, lighting the night sky with fire. After we use our magic, Ace and Kale immediately run towards the cave. Aceta and I followed afterwards. We managed to kill 12 of them with magic but, surprisingly, they were able to regroup more quickly than expected. I think this goblin is being led by an experienced leader. Hua! Gugugruwe! A tall goblin with an approximate height of 4 feet started giving order to the goblins. I think it is a higher class goblin, a hobgoblin. Luckily, it is included in my plan if in case they manage to regroup. Go to the position as planned. I shouted. Kale and Ace immediately hide behind us. We started walking forward, making the goblin step back. When we created enough space, I immediately gave my signal. Go. I shouted. Kale immediately jumped towards the goblin to attack while Ace backs him up. Aceta and I started to chant once again. After killing three goblins, Kale and Ace immediately retreated to their position earlier. The timing was just right that there is no time for the goblin to counter or even act. We released the fireballs to inflict massive damage. This time, we killed 20 of them since they all piled up in a corner. It looks like my plan is a success. But after releasing the last fireball my body started to feel weak. It may be what they called mana exhaustion according to one of the books that we have. I immediately searched for my supply of ether in my pocket and swallowed a pill. It is shaped like a diamond and with the size of a marble. It also tastes like rocks, earthy and disgusting. After swallowing one, my body once again returned its strength. Ready. I shout. We all once again returned to our position but this time the goblins were able to commence an attack. Thirty of them start running towards us. It may be the moment when I drink the ether that gave them the opportunity to regroup once again. Sea counter. I shouted while trying not to panic. Aceta and I positioned ourselves in the front while holding our sword and shields while Ace and Kale prepares their swords in our side. The goblin charges towards us with a wooden club and sharp stone in hand. Aceta and I slam the goblins in front with our shield, knocking them down. We continued to walk forward, stabbing the other goblins in front, while Kale and Ace killed the one we knocked down earlier while protecting our back. We keep on fighting them and strange enough, I don't feel any pain. It must be from the adrenaline filling my body right now. I am not strange to fighting, I've been in one in several occasions but, the thought of stabbing someone to death, even if it is not human, is still making me sick. I hate this feeling but, I know that it is not the right time to think otherwise or I'll get killed. We continued to move forward when a shadow jumped behind us. Behind you, Ace. I shouted. Ace looked behind him and saw the leader of the goblin which is about to stab him with a dirk. Goo! Ace shouts in surprise. Luckily, 
Kale immediately grabbed him and kicked the hobgoblin away. The hobgoblin was able to land properly after he was sent flying. It was skilled, dare I say, it is better than us. We better kill that first. Aceta and Kale, please don't let any goblins come near us, Ace and I will try to keep their leader at bay. They all nod at my instruction. Here's the plan, Ace. I'll be the front man while you flank him. Understood? I said. Goo. Ace said while nodding. I charged forward the hobgoblin with my shield while behind me follows Ace. The hobgoblin prepared its dirk. I was about to slam him with my shield when the hobgoblin jumped behind me and stabbed me by my neck. I can feel the cold and rusty blade of the dirk inside my flesh, the blade deep within my throat, but, I can't feel any pain. Not a single blood even flow from the wounds. Without time to be surprised, I immediately hold the arm of the hobgoblin to ensure that he won't be able to escape. Attack him now! I shouted at Ace with all my might. I don't know if he was able to rear me since air is barely escaping my mouth because of the blade stuck in it. Obviously shocked at what happened, Ace spaced out for a moment but regained his senses after hearing me. He jumped towards the hobgoblin and cuts the head off. Without thinking, I drew the dirk out of my neck. We killed their leader. Step back a little and let's regroup. I shouted. Everyone was surprised but we still managed to immediately position ourselves in our defensive formation. But in our surprise, the goblins dropped all their weapons. To be continued. Monster Guide. Name, Hobgoblin. Famia, Mythical Creature. Rank, C6 to C4. Valuable Parts, None. This monster is capable of equipping and using weapons efficiently. They usually stands 4 to 5 feet tall. Beware of their fast movements due to its well-developed limbs and lightweight body. They have a higher intelligence than their goblin relative. They also have a well-developed eyesight even when it's dark. Adventurer's Guide Job, Magician Magicians are practitioners of elemental magic capable of unleashing devastating attacks using the language of the gods. Magicians are a good asset in the battlefield because they can annihilate multiple targets in one blast. Use the full potential of your magician by making them the heavy damage dealer against tough enemies just be aware that magicians are quite vulnerable while channeling their magic so be sure to protect them.